0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. Watch and listen to Higher Learning where we dissect the biggest topics in black entertainment, politics, and sports. Twice a week, we react to the most important and timely conversations, often inviting guests to offer unique perspectives. Listen to Higher Learning free, only on Spotify. 2013. Well, that's when your show launched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I was the first one on the bandwagon. You know, I you, had you on on my podcast, and n- nobody knew what the show was or who you were. I don't feel
1: like you were the first on the bandwagon. I think our first episode aired, and you called up Lewis, who's I did a my longtime friend, right? And you were like, "I want Nathan on the podcast." Yes, and at the time, no one. Like knew what the show was it wasn't even being like widely promoted or anything it was not and i also didn't know who you were because you're canadian i I need to
0: grow my canadian audience
1: and i'm also not like a big sports right but i did the podcast and then all these like it was like the most exposure i like all these people were coming out of the woodworks and were like I can't believe you were on Bill Simmons podcast. I oh, like, wow. I That's know nice he to was, hear. Yeah. It was like a ton of people. That's great. People are more excited about that than the fact <laughs> that, that I had made a, a TV show. I swear it was really weird, but you I were the first. One.
0: Yeah. I saw one. Did I know that you represented him, Lewis? I think you were like, this is my guy. And I saw one and I was like, what is this? I, I want to see all of these. And then I just had to, I just knew sometimes, you know, I'm wrong a lot, but sometimes, but what I was worried about, I appreciate it so much. I think we even discussed this in the first podcast. I could tell how long it took for you to do eight episodes and how grueling it was. And that was my concern. I was like, I don't know if he can sustain this, you know, to pump out eight to 10 every 10 to 11 months. So you did You've done three seasons.
1: Yeah, we've done three and the fourth starts this week. Right.
0: Yeah. It starts. Well, we're starting Thursday. This this
1: Thursday, we have an hour long special called Nathan for You, a celebration. I watched half of it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I meant to watch all of it, but. it, it's it a long story boring. No, there' was yeah, some parent I stuff. I you, don't, you don't understand what it's like to have a twelve year old daughter. <laughs> there was some homework that needed to be helped, and then I was tired and but I, I, you I know, got the gist of it, and I had
1: already it was nice to catch up with the characters. it's fine, yeah, and you can finish it anytime I do yeah I, don't I figured feel, out time so anyways, that that episode is kind of like we follow up with people and yeah. stories from the show in the past and things that have happened behind the scenes
0: since. And People kind of seemed eager to redeem themselves a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, I guess there was a sense of that. Especially the first guy. the Well, the host? Well, the host. Like, the so really ho- wanted to clear up the threesome.
1: Yes, it's hosted by <laughs> Anthony Napoli, right. which... Uh, for those who have seen the show I did in season one, I did a fake dating show called the hunk and I was trying to like overcome my fear of uh, nervousness around women using kind of immersion therapy by dating a lot of women at once. But I hired some guy to host it and he thought it was a real dating show that he was hosting. Yeah. And so we invited him back to host this hour long special
0: But he really wanted to clear
1: up the threesome story. Well, yeah, that was his biggest agenda. He said he had a threesome in the first one, and he kind of. And we also felt like, even going into this, we were like, well, that's not something we want to go into. That's like old news. And he just launched into it right (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I guess you'll see how that plays out.
0: So, what did did you think was the tipping point for when this show? when when the right people were going crazy about it? Was it Dumb Starbucks or did it happen sooner?
1: Well, I don't. it's kind of been a gradual, like a steady kind of increase. To, yeah. Like different people kind of seem to, I mean, I don't know if, yeah, different people, like you kind of came on to it early and then throughout season one, I think more and more people got into it. And then Dumb Starbucks was a thing where I guess we got lots of, exposure yeah that was the biggest press kind of barrage yeah because it was it kind of went outside of the comedy world i guess as well and so we got a lot of attention from that and then but you know then last season there was a lot you know we got a lot i think it just has increased in a nice way i mean our goal with the show is always to like do things where even if you've seen every episode, you'll still be surprised. Right at every turn. So that you know, that's I, I guess our like we don't. I feel like we haven't lost viewers. We just like keep growing, which is our goal. We don't want well, people helps, to get bored I, of the show.
0: There's not that many episodes, which helps. Right. It it feels like a treat when it returns. That's a marketing tactic. You know, I like you keep it. something rare
1: and exclusive. <laughs> Like you put out how many you put out an episode every week, right? Or I do, th- this? I do three and three it's probably, a week, probably right. I think people take me for granted. So yeah. So th- because of that, you know, no one sees it as that, that special. It's just you, like, Oh, Bill, you know, it's just, <laughs> Oh, Bill here's talking. another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we have a different approach.
0: <laughs> Did you think about the binge watch era and how that might change your show and whether you should just release eight at once to just oh, That's flood not my people? Call. Yeah. Would um, you want to do that or no? In a different I, you know, world,
1: I, I I I like, yeah I don't. It's hard to know what is. I mean, it's also I do think with Nathan for you like that. The show is really dense. Yeah, like there's a lot that happens in every episode, so I do wonder if you're watching, a bunch back to back, if it would be kind of overwhelming. See, that's my argument. Like, maybe I would it's nice say no. to have a week in between. But I you, think with it the is binging. You can like. On Netflix, you can choose, right? You can pick if you watch one or not. The best binge-watch shows on Netflix. Like, you just watched half an episode, and you only, you only had I'm one. I'm going to finish it.
0: It's, I, I saw half, and I'm right. going to finish it. I've, I've so seen every though, minute of every, like, of every show. You couldn't binge one, so. <laughs> but if you did, like, the Riverdale model for your show, where it was kind of people could half-watch it, What's the Riverdale model? Well, Riverdale's like, there's Riverdale, there's Bloodline. Some of these Netflix shows, they're, uh, what was the 13 Reasons Why? These are all shows that were eight episodes stretched out over 13. Oh. So you could never, you could kind of half watch and stuff would happen, but you never were like on the edge of your seat. It wasn't like Breaking Bad where every decision for every scene was made carefully. Breaking Bad would have been
1: a great one, I feel like, for binge watching, right? Well,
0: so yes and no because I caught up late to it. Same 2013. With me. And I watched them all. But here's really the problem. Quick. They're too addictive and you're watching. I remember I was in Miami for the finals for NBA cuz I was on the studio crew and I was catching up, trying to catch up to when the show came back and I was falling asleep watching them on my iPad. Well, that's and a time the crazy, thing. And then having that crazy, crazy yeah. dreams. Because, you know, it's like a show about this so crazy meteor, And then I was like disoriented the next morning.
1: That's the argument against binge watching. That's one is of is the arguments, yes. You'll watch it while you start sleeping. Right. And it'll affect your dreams. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that could bring down Netflix,
0: um, you know, <laughs> because no one wants nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of their, another part of their model is they just keep rolling the shows. So you can fall asleep and the next one will start. Mm. And you can be four in the morning and it's four episodes later and it's just this cacophony in the background. Anyway, I, la- I like the once a week. Yeah, it's a dense show. It's good. It comes. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's an old school model that works for this one. Yeah, I think the the
1: the ones that are together are like better when it's one story that continues. Right. All right. So since yeah. the last time we talked, you don't want to talk about binge watching
0: anymore. No, it's I want. I have <laughs> an agenda. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the, since the last time we talked, um, you learned. It, we haven't talked since you did the walk across the wire episode. Right. Which you yes. trained for nine months. Yes. Which I didn't realize. Yes. I figured it was something because you have. Kind of weird passions. I right. figured it was something I have like
1: fancy hobbies. Yeah, like and you're magic like a magician,
0: magician, and you have all these other little things you're good at. I figured <laughs> like at some point you were walking a wire in like the eighth grade and learned how to do it, but no. Well, I mean, no, I'm not yeah. very f- like. Look at my body. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I you know, we are when we. We're coming up with that episode. That was actually an idea we had in um, the second season yeah. of the show. And we didn't really have the resources or time to execute it properly. So we like put it on hold. And when we started to do the third season, we were like, okay, we knew we wanted to do that. Yeah. So we had kind of thought about it and I started training like very early. But in the initial discussions, I remember we had we talked for a while about there's got to be a way to do this where I don't have to be the one wire walking because it's such a waste of time for such a small, (laughs) like it's one part of one episode and to learn this is like everyone we talked to, it's they were saying like it it, it takes like two or three years to kind of really (laughs) do it at that scale where you can do that. And so I, we couldn't figure out a funnier way or another way to do it. So I, I just started working at it and I started like doing it while we were shooting and writing. I would like train on the weekends.
0: Isn't that what makes the show great though, is that you went all in on this one event that was a small part of one episode and you spent nine months training yeah, to so do I, it. Yeah, I and do. that's kind of the secret that. sauce there.
1: Yeah. And it was also in a weird way cuz I'm in my head a lot. I feel like, you know, I'm distracted and yeah. when you're wire walking, you can't think of anything else. Like if right. your mind starts to wander, you'll fall. So it was actually really good. It was kind of I started to enjoy it as like a therapeutic thing just to be in the moment. That's like meditation. F- yeah, it was almost like meditation in a weird way. And so and it and it became this kind of thing where it's just like it's so frustrating at first because it seems so simple. Like you just want to get across a small wire that's a couple feet off the ground at first. And it, it's, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't. And it just becomes this thing where it's like a very clear challenge and you just want to get better at it and you see yourself kind of getting better. So it feels like very
0: satisfying because it's like a clear goal. So what, what other, what can come out of this now you have this, this skill, this unique skill that no, I've never met anyone who could do this. Nothing. I can't do anything with it. Well, I think you could walk between high buildings. That could be the next thing. Well, I have. Maybe to, you're like the man on a wire guy. Maybe you mean try to do it at like yeah. I mean, the maybe you just become it. the greatest.
1: Who I do you have, have to beat? There's like nine
0: people you'd have to beat.
1: You're right. I guess there aren't that many. <laughs> you're halfway people, there. Right? You did most
0: of the work already. Who's the
1: guy that does it? Walenda. I, he probably Walenda. died.
0: One no, of them died. Well, his
1: grandpa died. Yeah, they always show that at the beginning of his specials. His grandpa's they it's, show his grandpa dying. Yeah,
0: it's on YouTube. I might have watched it. At the it.
1: beginning, but like when he's doing cuz he did like the Grand Canyon or something. Yeah. And they show his grandpa falling to his death at the beginning to kind of
0: establish the stakes. You is and I Is that weird? I I think it it kind of sets the tension, the proper amount of tension. It's like this guy's family member died, and now he's going to try to do it.
1: Like is it like should you show then like someone getting like a uh, hit in football and like getting carried off at a stretcher at the beginning of the game? Like, like to a kind mass, of be like, oh, you could die. Yeah. Watch yes. his
0: car crash before. Right. We're like, yeah. You you're right. Die. I guess that is weird. But um, last time you were on, we talked about magic. Congrats, congrats on to everything to. to him and whatever he's doing. <laughs> uh, we talked about magic, but yeah, this whole like walking a wire and stuff, I've always thought that the daredevil, the big stunts, the guy, I grew up with Evel Knievel on Wide World of Sports and Evel Knievel is going to jump over 32 trucks and he's going to try to jump across Snake Canyon and the stuff always works. They did a, ESPN did a Vegas New Year's jump a couple of times where the free fall bike jump and they always seem to work. And I wonder why do you think they ha- there's not more of them?
1: Aren't there? What more do you mean they, they seem to work, meaning no one dies or like I a lot of people? people watch them. It
0: seems like they be it becomes relevant for an I hour.
1: love Yeah, I love those big spectacle events. We need I've another evil Knievel,
0: them. I guess is my point.
1: Yeah, because they have the tightrope guy, and there was well, Michael Phelps just did that thing that was uh He he raced the shark. I watched the whole total, thing. It was terrible. I watched it though. So they Kind of promoted it like he was going to race a shark. Yeah, he did. It was called like Phelps versus yeah. shark, right? Or something. That's, that's what it was called. And then the entire special, they kind of, they're very careful with their wording as to kind of like what's going to happen. They're kind yeah. of like, he will race a shark's speed or something like that. Like they use weird wording. And then at the end, he just raced a cartoon of a, it was like an animated Disney shark. There was not and, a lot of fear
0: from the viewer watching it.
1: Right. And they like made it like jump and do tricks. Yeah. <laughs> like it was really weird.
0: Yeah. And it, I think it got a good rating somehow, which brings well, me back to my point. Well, because they made it seem like he works. was going to race a
1: shark. Yeah. It's kind of like, they've done a lot of those, like the, the guy with, um, did you see the eaten alive? The guy that said he was going to get eaten by an anaconda. No. How did oh, I miss it? That, I don't know. That was like, I mean i had like a group get together to watch that one did the anaconda swallow him so the idea was he said like he's gonna get swallowed by an anaconda and like be in its belly (laughs) that was the special (laughs) and it was like the best premise for um any special i've seen i think it was actually happening while we were working on that wire walking episode and uh Basically the, the snake, he got put in all this like hockey gear, like so like a helmet, and, you yeah. know, all that, so he's safe. And then the second the snake like started to bite his helmet, he was like, Oh no, it hurts. And then he stopped.
0: Was it live? No. Oh. So that was it? He just stopped and the show's over? Was, no, it wasn't this live. This sounds terrible. Yeah. And they had all
1: this buildup where they Found a snake in the, you know, they always have to fill this stuff with like facts and information.
0: Because yeah. we all want to know more about anacondas.
1: Yeah. But it definitely didn't pay off.
0: Since the last time you were on, David Wayne had his special with, with the celebrities. Right. He did another magic one where he freaked out basically all of these famous people. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It was one of the best shows I've seen on network TV
1: in like five years. Yeah, I I really liked his last special. Because he had some, those. he kind of started to do really, the stunts got really big to the point where they, you know, because he did one where he was like hanging upside down for a few days, but yeah, he took a break every hour. So yeah. you're kind of like, what, what is this? Yeah. But he kind of took it back to kind of, this type of magic where it's just a long shot where the camera holds on a wide shot there's no like cuts and I thought it was great I thought it was really and he did stuff that's kind of a mix of magic and stuff that he's just crazy enough to really do the
0: reactions from the celebs were fantastic too like it brought out this thing, yeah. genuine Will Smith Jada Pinkett reaction slash relationship where I felt like oh this is cool this is who they actually are not right, like the people right. who go on talk shows yeah. So after that show happened, I was like Nathan. Should Nathan get was Will in. Smith he said it on the podcast. <laughs> well, you did too. But you predicted on the I podcast. I'd love to see
1: Will Smith react to, yeah, Nathan to anything. <laughs> Just a blank face. <laughs> I wonder if it's on his Speaking radar. of Will Smith, I actually learned about like steampunk in the past year. What's I didn't that? know. Do you know what steampunk is? No. So have you seen that Will Smith movie, like Wild Wild West? Ah, uh, unfortunately, once and never again. So that's steampunk apparently where it's like old fashioned but futuristic at the same time. Yeah. And there's a whole world of steampunk um, people that kind of create their own things. And it's like, it's metal. It's like, you know, those goggles, like those old fashioned like goggles. Yeah. And then, but it's also futuristic. I don't know how to explain it. But each steampunk, I guess, has like you're supposed to develop your steampunk personality and it's called your steam Sona.
0: What is going on? I never heard any of this. Wait, I feel like you're making this up. No, no. Will you Google,
1: um, steampunk and just show bill, like some of the images that come up. Google steampunk. Is this you'll you'll recognize the aesthetic, but that's what like wild, wild, but there's a whole world and culture about like this. We turn it a little more. Yeah. Wait I can't say do you, do you, so do you, Have you seen people dress like that Sometimes or uh, No It's probably the furthest thing from the sports world
0: Yeah I mean I'm not in that That Even that Comic Con is a little too far out there for me And there's a steampunk band Called Steam Powered
1: Giraffes And They do like a Rihanna cover <laughs> Will you pull that up <laughs> I just want to start showing YouTube videos to Bill. So, I, my- but there, this is a whole like world that I didn't even know about. And then I started. All everyone I worked with knew about steampunks, and I started asking. I actually ordered a pair of steampunk goggles while we were making the show just for fun because I just wanted to like wear them and see what it felt like. Was these um, like
0: the goggles Buffalo Bill had in Silence of the Lambs? James Gum. The I- night, are they night vision or they're different?
1: they're not no they're not night vision but maybe the people that wear them pretend they are or something right because it's futuristic I just want to get the definition of steampunk because I feel like I'm oh you do that's the steampunk music (laughs) so it's a guy kind of like acting like a
0: robot (laughs) So last time you predicted magic was going to have a renaissance. Now you're predicting the steampunk no, no, revolution. No. no, okay. I'm not predicting
1: it. I think it's been going on. Okay, steampunk is a sub-genre uh, of speculative fiction or science fiction that in- emphasizes... Victorian, right? Well, what are all these words? So <laughs> so it's basically like old technology fetish type thing. Oh, it's also used to refer to a trend in fashion and music. So maybe I'm like, yeah.
0: So at what point does this become a
1: search on Pornhub? It's, it's porn from the Hub. Victorian era, but it's, they can do like, futuristic things. What time, when does this become a porn search? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is now. Can you right? no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, Google? No, Google that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sure, right? I've Steve never Googled probably. that. I yeah. haven't. Good, but, um, I'm glad.
0: Um, yeah, it's on
1: Pornhub. Great what is it what's steam, the title steampunk porn videos it's a it has its own and you want to pull one No, up no, or, no. are you not allowed or is this i don't want Tate take to get a virus we're not at grandland anymore that's true
0: what do you care they can't fire you so magic <laughs> so magic do we feel like magic had kind a of renaissance or no it had the David uh, playing
1: special, right? I did actually
0: because I predicted remember, a Renaissance.
1: I was like predicting. like Did you pull one up? <laughs> yeah, it, didn't, it didn't look good. Oh, okay. <laughs> it didn't look like it was. At least done. show. At least pull up the Jeff. The screen grab. i This is too, this is kind of dirty, right? We don't want to go into this zone.
0: I, I mean, I don't. If I'm listening, I don't know. They Google, can't. The listeners can't see. Google images. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's all there. Ah, it's all there. I can't see it. I can't unsee it.
1: I'll look it up after.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> You know, I, I guess... So, yeah, I don't know if there has been, like, uh, a full magic renaissance.
0: We but need I more do, magicians do, is what we need. More magicians? More. Fact, we need more David Blaine's. There are people be doing all on his stuff. shoulders.
1: There are people doing stuff that are um a little more unique uh actually i think the the show i talked about before this guy derek delgadio who has a show in new york is really cool he does and i i used to do magic like so i know a lot of things like so it's very rare that i'll see a magic show where i don't know anything that's going on but um this guy derek who has a show in new york i went to see it and I I don't know what is going on. And it's not even about like the magic too. It's a lot of, I think he doesn't like being known as a magician because magic has such a bad reputation. You know what I mean? It's so corny. So he's trying to do his own thing. That's like undefinable or something, but uh, there's still a lot of like amazing stuff in the show that I don't know how it's done. Um, But I think there's things like popping up and there's, but it's tough because you're kind of like... Magic is kind of... It feels a little like steampunk in a way because it's like so cheesy, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, now there's but so there's many... But no
1: cool steampunk. Well, I actually... I don't want to make a judgment. I don't know much about steampunk, so I'm... It's hard for me to talk about the world. I know it's a big thing in porn we've discovered. <laughs> and we know it's... There's also like... There's hoverboard porn too. I don't know if you know about that. What? So it's like two people will be on, um, this is something, <laughs> well, i wonder if you would give me like a nod, like, oh yeah, I know. This is a I think we kind of went from steampunk to this when we were yeah. researching this stuff, but it's like two people will be on a hover, you know, those hoverboards? Yeah. And they'll like go opposite directions and then go together. So it goes in like that, <laughs> like back and forth. <laughs> it's not sexually enjoyable, but. Mm, it doesn't um, sound it. Yeah. I wow. don't, you know, I, I don't like really, pornography is
0: not, you know, it's definitely <laughs> disgusting and we shouldn't look at that. Has pornography, I can't remember, has that been a theme of an episode yet or no? For you? Yeah. Um, not totally right.
1: Well, there there was like uh, I did a lie detector test in one of the seasons where the guy asked if I like look at pornography, but yeah. he was using uh, a Toshiba laptop, so it, and old software, so it wasn't accurate. Right? Yeah, the results. What's going on
0: this season? Um, what are some of the is well, there anything you can this, give away? Or well, no? this season,
1: well, yeah, we. The one thing, like we have this special one hour special before, but then, um so we made this, we kind of set out to make this, some things happen behind the scenes sometimes in the show that were like, oh, this might make an interesting episode. Like last season we had the Summit Ice thing, which was a jacket company I started yep. because my old jacket that I wore supported the Holocaust. <laughs> right? <laughs> or like was pro Nazi, I think. Yeah, I don't know. And then so I created a jacket company that was like, to promote Holocaust awareness and we give all the money to charity. And that was something that really happened. Like I, cause I was wearing the jacket in the show. And so these things happen that were sometimes like, Oh, this could maybe be a thing and it intersects with the real world in an interesting way. And so this year there was something that happened kind of like behind the scenes that we're like, Oh, maybe this could be an episode or a segment. And then it turned into like a two hour Story, yeah, and so that's like our finale this year is two hours long, yeah, which is very because we've even had a hard time like making stories that will last one episode, yeah, because we'll sometimes do multiple. And so, this one just took us into like a crazy territory that was very different than anything we've done on the show before. And I'm very curious to see what people think about it because it's like tonally very different than what we've done. So you went to comedy central and you said, I'm going to need two hours for the season finale. No, we didn't want to do that. We just started shooting and then like kind of near the end of shooting it. I called Kent alterman who's the uh, president of comedy central. And I was like, Hey, so like, I know you like, I have a contract to deliver like half hour episodes. And I'm like, this one's like going to be a lot longer. And he's like, well, how long? And I'm like, I think it might be like two hours long. (laughs) And he's like, he was really skeptical. And he was like, "Uh, okay, well, why don't you edit it together and then like show it to me? So we did and we screened it for him and he was like, okay, I see what you mean. And he's like, they made a two hour block for us to show it. They're the best to work with, like Kent and... Rachel Olson's our executive, but they're really great. Like in terms of letting us do what we want with this show. Yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've ever had such a great creative experience. Really good. It's not typical. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're just really cool. And I don't know if you know, but Kent, you know, do you know Kent or? I have
0: know Kent very well and he's okay. a gigantic San Antonio Spurs fan. So if you ever need to really butter him up in some way. Why San Antonio Spurs? Is I, he from there? I, I can't remember how it, it ended up happening, but like he's a huge, huge, huge San Antonio Spurs fan. Huh. Good way to butter him up. Bring it up, be like, hey, man, how about the Spurs? Looking good. But then Kawhi's then he, looking great. And it then just, what do you I, what's fake my follow up? No, you have question. like five statements. You just fake your way along. Okay. So the first one will be like, oh, how about those Spurs? Spurs looks looking good again. Then and he'll say, yeah, thing? you've been watching. You'll say, yeah, I think Kawhi has a chance to maybe win the MVP this year. Yeah, I think Kawhi is going to win the MVP. Then he'll be like, oh, yeah, he's been great. And then he'll throw something at you like, what do you think of the new guy? Oh, love him. And you like, just like, he's been good. Been, been surprised. Good. Pleasant just, surprise. I've never
1: seen someone dribble like that. <laughs> it's like, and like, and then here's I your love closer. that he's also like, he scores like a lot of points, but he also passes too, which right, is like so unselfish. generous. Yeah. Right. And then you don't
0: see a lot of players like that. Then your last one, your closer is, my only concern is I just don't know how how much longer Popovich wants to do this. Right, right. That's the coach because he's older.
1: And I'm just going to, like, we don't have to talk about the Spurs all night, but I'll I'll say as a final statement, like, I just don't know how long Popovich is going to want to do this uh, because of
0: his health and everything. So that brings it down. That brings the energy down. Right, right. You uh, can't get sad. Right. And then you move on. Right. Then he, yeah. then he goes, well, so how's the show going? That's good. Then that I right, right, seem right. like you care. Popovich. It's the right him. move.
1: So Popovich and Kauai. Popovich and Kauai. Popovich you know, is the I remember Kauai because Kauai is like an island. Kauai, right. Hawaii. Yeah. He's one of the best five guys. And it's guys. spelled the same?
0: Kauai, yeah. Kauai. And Not spelled the same. Not spelled oh. the same, but pronounced the same. Kauai, okay. Kauai. And what does he like? look like? He's 6'7". Okay. Um does he still have the the cornrows? cornrows? He's the last guy in the league with cornrows, okay. and he's like a great two way offense defense guy. Okay, and Popovich is he's the the, the old grumpy coach who, mm-hmm. when they interview him during the games, he yells at the sideline reporters and or gives them one word answers. He's like every he's like America's favorite curmudgeon sports coach, right? So Popovich, I'll remember. I'll come up with like a rhyme to remember
1: like Popovich. Popovich. He's uh... but you call him Pop. He's an old witch. Oh, this is (laughs) yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Okay,
0: there you go. And Leonard is a. You've never done a sports theme episode, though, have you? Like with like professional sports? No, no. Well, actually,
1: this season, yeah, um, we do something where we have a, uh, and this is Popovich. Yeah, and his mouth is just open in this photo. It's not always like that, right? No, it's
0: usually like that. Oh, it's okay. wide
1: open. He's yelling at people. Cool. Yeah. So this, well, this it seems like sports are really fun.
0: It really, there's a lot going
1: on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually do something this year where uh, we there's like a chili shop that uh, was trying to get their chili sold in like as a vendor yeah. in a hockey arena for the l- hockey team. Um, it's like below, what's the one below NHL, AHL? AHL. Yeah. And um, they wouldn't allow, even though it was like known as like a good Chilean town, they wouldn't allow it in. So we designed like a uh, chili suit that goes under your clothing that holds 40 pounds of chili. With a peristaltic pumping system, so we could secretly serve it, and we come up with this elaborate way to sneak it into the stadium, so he can sell it, kind of like bootleg. So that's kind of sports,
0: kind of yeah, because it's you know at ho- hockey game you want chili. When did you finish all these? Finish shooting the, all these episodes? Yeah, how long they've been? We just sound
1: rad? mixed the finale like um, last week, so we're still kind of.
0: Yeah, and then when do you start planning the next season?
1: Well, at, you know, at this point, are I'm we al- breaking news <laughs>
0: right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> at this point, I'm always like, well, it's kind of like what you said. Like, you're like, how can you do more of these? And that's how I feel every year. I'm like, well, how can we possibly do more? I'm always like exhausted after each season, but I always want to feel like there is a good reason, right, to do it. Like. Rather than just, like, trying to deliver and, like, make up things, like, it's starting at a place of, like, oh, there's, like, a good thing that we want to explore that works within the format of the show.
0: Well, you must get offers to do movies and stuff, right? Um, Probably less than you'd think. Really? Nobody <laughs> wants you to, like, write a script or... No, people, yeah. Write a crazy yeah, people, version of your version of a rom-com or all that yeah, kind of weird Yeah, I love romance,
1: stuff. so I'm, like, always promoting that and like eager to, I, yeah, I feel like I could be like, do you feel like I could be in like a
0: rom-com or like a modern sleepless in Seattle type situation? Yeah. I, I have like, that was a Billy Crystal, right? That was Tom Hanks. Oh, what was the Billy Crystal? Well, like? Can you be a, that was uh, when Harry met Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, can you be a magician who can't find love? And then when you do the press tour, you're, you're just insisting that this is not based on David Blaine at all. Is that... What no, he, no, does he just, have a problem with finding no, love? No, he's he's a legendary ladies' man. Right. This would I be maybe that. this magician I is not that. a ladies' man. Oh, so... <laughs> maybe he's... <laughs> so like, it isn't based no, on David. No, that's like, why you'd be insisting it wasn't
1: him. I yeah, know. I think there could be like, you know, just like kind of romance um, <laughs> you, between that's me a, and... Uh, so what,
0: what, other, what other movie idea is there? Detective? I'm trying to think of all the generic movie tropes. Well, you know...
1: I. Yeah, detective could be good um have a partner you know, like a robot dog. One thing I do feel like <laughs> that I've kind of wanted to do is like do you know the show Columbo? Yeah, oh yeah. So, I, I love, love
0: those 70s detective shows. Yes. Yes. Peter I used Paul. to Jim Rockford was my guy though. I like Rockford Files more than Columbo. Really? Yeah, I did. And Vegas was my favorite favorite of the 70s ones.
1: I think Columbo, yeah, I guess I I never got into the Rockford Files as much. I did people, you
0: you were in one camp or the other. I was always. But Jim isn't Rockford. Columbo
1: kind of unanimously seen as the better one? I think so. I right, think it was right. not
0: unanimously, but I think more people probably like it. Unanimous. I'll, I'll look it up after. <laughs> <So obviously. laughs> um. Do you remember Vegas though? Um, Dantana, Robert Urich. No, no, he's in is, Vegas. I'm a
1: millennial, so I might be they they showed the replays a lot, oh. you're not a millennial. Yes, I Are am. You officially a millennial. I was born in eighty three. The cutoff is eighty three. Is that true, Tate? Uh,
0: yeah, give it to him. What?
1: Wait, what are you? I don't. I don't identify. What? No, Tate's a millennial. What year? What, what year were you born? Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh my God. So we're yeah we're the same. <laughs> uh, I'm proud to be a millennial. Cutoffs eighty three. Just in the cutoff. You're
0: definitely not a millennial.
1: What, excuse me. <laughs> you're not a millennial why am i not a millennial look how are you millennial look it up who said the cutoff was 83 every article written about millennials (laughs) look it up i am a hundred percent a millennial i always thought you had to be on some things we don't relate
0: you had to be out of high school in the 21st century to be a millennial right or to, to not be a millennial is he right
1: We just see the world a little differently than you.
0: Millennials are those born between 1983 and 2000. That's, that's a ridiculous definition. I don't agree with that. You're the first millennial. I'm one of the first, yes. Maybe that's your rom-com. You're the first millennial. Right. The first or, or millennial. Or the last millennial, it could be called. The last millennial. Yeah. Well, now it's Gen Z is the new generation. Gen Z that's what they're they, calling what they it. I don't know if it's going to take. Gen Z is basically they're on Instagram and Snapchat and they're trapped to their phones and they have no attention span. But then they also have a great attention span cuz they can do seven things at once.
1: And millennials is more like we like rock and roll music and <laughs> right? Like we love we play outside. Right. Right. Oh, that's... You're sensitive. We grew up playing outside.
0: Yeah, you're sensitive. You've had the internet for most of your life.
1: We have more... Because there's also that... Um, what is it called? The Indigo Kids or something? Is that one? Like the kids that are supposed to have like a sixth sense? Isn't that a thing? Indigo Kids? No, it's not Indigo. It's something like that. Indigo Children? Will you Google that? Indigo Indigo, indigo. indigo Children. Indigo Children. And what does it say? It's like they are they have a, a special connection with Mother Earth. Yeah, New Age comes up. Uh, possess special, unusual, sometimes supernatural traits or abilities.
0: Ooh, yeah, that sounds like Stephen King area.
1: And that's like starting. That's like 15 years younger than us.
0: Yeah, I have this. They're <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have 17 signs that you're an indigo an indigo child. That's what you have up there. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not an indigo, but I'm I'm
0: tight. So, what generation are you? I'm the I greatest? Firmly Gen X. Gen X. That was like I was right out of college when uh, I might have even been graduating college when that guy released it. And Gen X was like pre-internet, kind of post baby, the kids of baby boomers, basically mm-hmm. the early baby boomers, and no, we all you came out like of college. F the system. No, it was more like we came out of college and and, uh, it was harder to find a job because it was pre-internet. But we had like this sad music and the sad kind of grunge music. But then there was also the birth of rap and hip hop and um, pop culture was super important back then. Yeah, for
1: for millennials, one of our defining traits is that we don't understand (laughs) the concept of selling out. Right. Do you know that? There's this, um, I'm kind of obsessed with this frontline documentary that they did called Generation Like, and it's about millennials and their value system. I mean, it's kind of featuring uh, kids like in high school now, Yeah, but I still see them as a peer because we're the same generation. But um, <laughs> they, the most fascinating part of it is they ask all the kids like, what does it mean to sell out? Yeah. And the, the, they're like... Is that like you have a bunch of stuff and you sell it all? And the actual concept of selling out doesn't make any sense to millennials because their goal is to be sponsored. Right. That's like what they want. So the Kardashian They generation. kind of know it has a bad connotation, but they it it like glitches their brain in a way, like it like or our brain. <laughs> Well, cause <laughs> I need to drop your right. <laughs> It's, it's hard. I can't talk about this without,
0: um, well, your yeah. generation, I think we, it's we more about, you know, YouTube views, Instagram follower numbers. That's yeah, what you YouTube guys stars. care about. And yeah, they,
1: they have all these like kids sitting around talking about like why a photo got more likes and what they need yeah. to do and like to get more likes. It's actually kind of, uh, horrifying The the frontline thing, they play it very straight. But it kind of like, it's showing these like famous YouTube, Instagram people, but then also showing like young kids who are doing it. Yeah. And then the kid's mom. That's it's like an a, industry. It's like a seven-year-old girl. And the kid's mom is like, well, she gets more likes when she wears a bikini or something. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyways. My
0: kids. Highly recommend. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this Instagram feed called Drunk People Doing Things. <laughs> oh. And it's just drunk people doing things. And it's like uh, drunk people deciding it would be a good idea to try to jump across a pool and not making it. And. Funnel's gone wrong. and Oh, really? I, 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 I got to check that I, out. I'm obsessed with it. And they tried to spin. It had a lot of success. It's got almost 2 million followers. So then they decided like high people doing things and animals doing things. But drunk people doing things is the franchise. Like I they can spread it out all they want. Someone showed me this one a while ago. I don't know if it's still
1: around, but it was called Hot Guys Reading. Hot Guys Reading? Have you? <laughs> no. It's all like uh, taken on like New York subways. Yeah. Or something. And it's just uh, attractive men reading books, like, but not their phones, like reading physical novels. Is that still there? Something like that? But then they write kind of like a a objectifying description of the guy kind of uh, playing out their fantasy. Last thought, summer I, I became obsessed
0: funny. with this. There's this guy named Eight Booth. I mean, I'm not attracted to the guy. So I just, <laughs> I think like, it's kind of funny. We're and not judging. Uh, there's this guy named Eight Booth who was doing these high risk jumps. Mm. And he was like jumping from the eighth floor of hotels. He was doing jumps that were illegal. He's wearing a mask mm. and he's like, all right. He's jumping from the eight, eighth floor balcony of a hotel into the pool mm. and then running out and getting getting out of there before he gets arrested. And he kept escalating the stakes and he probably did like 15, 16 jumps. And I became obsessed with the guy. And I watched all the jumps. My kid and I, we were watching him. The guy does this hotel jump. He mis mistimes or misjudges it and his, nails his feet on the side of the pool and like shatters both of his feet, crawls out, gets arrested. There's been these stories about him and it's like, that's it, his career's over. So there's a dark side to this stuff too.
1: Well, I'm actually- I've thought about it like YouTube started in 2005. Right. And at that time I was uh, 22 and I'm so thankful that YouTube was not around when I was 13 because I know I would have done some very dumb stuff for the sake of like, cause I was like more reckless I think when I was younger. Oh yeah. And so it's weird now. Cause like kids are doing those crazy things to try to get views and it's the, the kind of there forever. Yeah. Even if you deleted it, it probably you have to still teach lives. Your kids? Somewhere. Like, do you have to say to your kids, like, what do you say about that? Like posting
0: stuff or. So my kids, their accounts are private, which, and my daughter really wants her account to be public so she can get more followers. And I've had to explain to her why this is a bad idea. Mm. But, um, it was interesting. My son, we put we put this one video of him doing, he did like this impersonation of a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And we put it out there and just kind of forgot about it. And a year later, he's like, is that video still up? And we looked and it had, it was like half likes and half dislikes. And people were like, this kid sucks and all this. And he read the comments and he was like devastated. Oh, really? <laughs> and, it, but, and I was like, this is funny. This is what the internet does. But he was like, he really... It was, and that's when I was thinking like, wow, this is why it's a bad idea for kids to put stuff up on the internet. Like you just take shit from these random people. And if you're nine years old, it's hard to deal with.
1: Yeah. And you also like then start developing yourself based on like what the internet likes. Right. The likes and the dislikes. Right.
0: And that's kind of scary idea. Well, that's one of the problems with writing right now is that people people are afraid to write Anything that they might get slaughtered on the internet about, so they kind of they kind of drift toward these safe places, right, right. And so you got this basically everybody trying to write the best versions of the same topics, yeah, yeah. Huh. And uh, and there's no kind of going against the grain, which so it's a little more boring. You just have to get more inventive, but it's so easy now on Twitter if somebody writes or does something. And people just like, look, to grab like the one sentence or the one paragraph. And then all of a sudden you're getting slaughtered for two days. Yeah. You haven't had to have that. You haven't dealt with that with your show though. don't think You haven't had an episode that was like the controversial, I can't believe he did this episode. Yeah. And you had the outrage culture came after you.
1: No, but you know, I'm always ready for that to happen. It's kind (laughs) of your dream. You would love it. No, it's not. (laughs) I don't want to deal with that. Oh my gosh. I don't know. We always, like, we put a lot of thought, though, into, like, what we're doing and kind of our approach. It's not super, like, well, at least, you know, when we sh- we shoot, we try a lot of things. But then in the edit, we're think- we think about, like, how we approach certain subjects and make sure we're not, like, yeah. Who's I mean, there, we do some stuff, too, about, like, I don't want to. Because I think in general, like, I am kind of, like, worried about. I don't want to offend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, like, someone who's, like here's my opinion. Like eat it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that what people say? Eat it. Cause I I feel like in general, I'm fairly like, I'm kind of uncertain about things and I'm like, Oh, like some will say their perspective and I'll be like, Oh, that's, that's right. And then someone else will say theirs and I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm like very open to things. And I think because of that, I do feel like there's always a pressure to like have a strong opinion about something. Yeah. And I don't have that about a lot of things. And I think that's like a weird, cause I think that's the internet too, is like people having really strong opinions about like, this is what you got to think, or this is how to feel. And sometimes I don't, but I need, I feel like a pressure to pretend I do, you know? Maybe that could be like part of your gimmick. Like social pressure. Yeah. Maybe
0: your gimmick could be just not that the opinions aren't that strong. That, what You're do just, you mean? I don't know. They're just, just opinions.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel be like, like cheeseburgers like have to be cooked. State, I feel like the natural human state is like total uncertainty and yeah. like not being sure about like anything really. And then you're kind of like you develop opinions. I d- I d- there are obviously certain things you feel like strong, like, you know, like, oh, murder is bad. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like stinks. I have an opinion. Yeah. But then there's, you know, I think like, it's like every little thing that comes out people like the articles you were saying people have to have like a strong view that goes into the safe zone but they're like this is what how things should be.
0: I yeah. read the Rolling Stone profile of you and there was one part we were like that's not going to be the angle is it like you got mad at the writer. I
1: I wasn't mad honestly I think the like a lot of those situations were like a little like misread in terms of like what my experience was. Yeah. The writer was incredibly, he was a really nice guy, but he was like very, very nervous Yeah, the whole time. And he was like kind of shaking when he was asking me some questions. So I kept kind of being like, are you okay? Like, why do you want to, like, he was asking about my divorce and he was asking about like um, certain things with like, the show but he looked very uncomfortable so I was like wondering why he was going down this road if he seemed very uncomfortable with it and he kind of said at one point he was like I was like why did you uh, because he was like oh tell me about your divorce or whatever and I was like oh well I don't like talking about like personal stuff like with like press or whatever yeah I was like you look so uncomfortable asking though why and he was like well Because I knew you, why'd you ask? And he was like, well, I knew you wouldn't want to answer. And I was like, well, that's not the best reason to ask a question. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I do that a lot in the show. So I understand Uh, you're trying to get something interesting.
0: I've obviously been on both sides of this. Like I've written stuff like that. I've written features about people and I've also been written about. Yeah. And it does seem like when people do those pieces... They feel like if they don't bring up the one or two uncomfortable things, either they ask you or they write about it, then it would look like they're in the bag for you. It, that's, oh, yeah, that's, right. And you know I, I, mean? I get
1: that. Yeah. And I am, I'm like, I'm like conflicted too. Cause I like, I want something to be interesting. Like I want people to read it and be like, Oh, this is, we're learning about something. I mean, think of all the stuff we've learned in the last 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm we sure. Are, I don't we went know, like,
0: Hub, we, all, all kinds of great things happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want it to be like <laughs> people to know how much I'm into hot guys reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely want that to be
0: out there. Uh, yeah. The, so the reality like, is it's not fun to be written about. Well, and it's you're never going like, to be happy with it. There's always going to be one sentence. You're like, oh, why is that in there? Well, I want people to
1: watch the show. Right. You know what I mean? And so, but then you have to feel like, oh, you have to give some of yourself and stuff. And that's cool. But it's like, I don't think I'm very interesting. Like I put a lot of effort into like making the show a good product so people will enjoy but I'm, I don't feel as myself, I'm like that interesting of a person to talk to. So I'm like a, probably a little insecure about just doing stuff where I'm like, yeah, this is me and this is my
0: life. Quick break to talk about our old friend, MeUndies. We have been together now for almost two years. We're almost at the two year anniversary of the BS podcast. MeUndies was a sponsor on the first podcast we did. Summer, perfect time to upgrade your underwear drawer. And now it's the end of summer. Now, now we're heading to fall. Still a great time. MeUndies, the ultimate feel-good undies. Designed in LA, every pair of MeUndies made with micro modal, a fabric three times softer than cotton. Soft, stretchy undies that come in an ever-changing way of colors and patterns. No matter what your style, they've got something for you. They just mailed me a couple more underwear. Uh, I love their the saggy boxers, but... They had Fruit Loops on them. It was a Fruit Loop underwear, and my kids were super excited. Don't ask why my kids saw me in my underwear. Um, when you're a parent, it happens. But uh, Fruit Loop underwear, Tate, don't judge me. Why, did Tate, just judge me. Uh, Meandies comes in all kinds of colors and patterns. New limited edition patterns each month that always sell out. I wonder if the Fruit Loops sold out. For the fellas, diamond seam pouch cradles your jewels. Give your stuff the gives your stuff the support it needs without feeling too tight. That's why I like the Meandies. Right now, you'll save 20% off your first pair and receive free shipping only at meandies.com slash BS. And if you don't love the first pair, they are free. 20% off free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee on the best softest underwear you, you will own. com slash BS. It is a limited time offer. What are you waiting for? Back to Nathan Fielder. I had no idea you knew Seth Rogen for that long. That was my biggest revelation from oh, that yeah. interview. Hey, somehow we did two podcasts. I don't think that came up. We, but when I yeah, say long, we, I mean like you knew each other when you were babies. kids. Like yeah, you were kids. early millennials together.
1: Yeah. Well, he's actually a year older. So I think he's 82. So he's oh, a different he generation get than me. Yeah.
0: That's weird. It's amazing you guys <laughs> got along. Yeah. He's generation X
1: and <laughs> I am a millennial. So, you know, we, we, oh, there's always out. like a bit of a disconnect because yeah. like we had different interests. <laughs>
0: Um, So was he somebody that you knew early on was going to go do something? Yeah. He was always so funny. Well, we did, um,
1: we did improv together in high school. There was like an improv team and he, he was doing stand up in high school, age 13. He started doing it and wow. Kind of like sneaking on stage in these places that they wouldn't even allow anyone over 19 drinking ages, 19. Yeah. And, 19 to like get into. And, uh, he was always just so, the most naturally funny. And then he actually, we did the improv team and like he, he left the school to go do, I think it was undeclared or freaks and geeks. One of the two. Yeah. Freaks and geeks. And, uh, it made sense. I mean, he is so. He's clearly yeah. good to do that for a living. Yes. Like I actually think at that time, like I was a little, cause I was trying to do comedy, but I wasn't quite like as developed as he was like, the type of jokes he made back then, I feel like are very similar to like the stuff he does now.
0: Right. Yeah. Was he, was he the first person? Introduced I mean, it's better, to weed. obviously. Did he introduce you to weed? I mean, weed had to no, be a factor then back then. he was way
1: more into weed than I was. Yeah. Yeah. I never got into it I, because, okay, well, the reason I think is because like I would, every time I smoke, I would fall asleep right away. So it doesn't... In social environments, it doesn't... Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. And I'm already kind of like sleepy in social (laughs) environments. Like, I'm not the most talkative and stuff so it's kind of like the opposite effect well now
0: they have but these I also mar- haven't
1: tried drugs that do like the other thing like it give you pep and yeah what's the like one cocaine is that
0: what it does <laughs> yeah
1: what was it like when you did I've it I've
0: never <laughs> tried cocaine oh you'd have <laughs> I've actually somehow never been in the them? room with cocaine you've yeah. been in a room I've
1: never been in the room you've never like, I've never even seen it I've never it. seen
0: somebody cut lines up in like a
1: bathroom stall yeah or I've or had anything. a very sheltered life um what what what's the what drugs have you done pot pot that's yeah. it nothing more pot what about shrooms
0: no really no i had a weird i did that in high school i had a weird thing that when when i was 16 second time shrooms. though was bad was bad yeah now I so it. i
1: stopped doing it
0: yeah when well
1: was, not like i would have kept doing it but
0: when i was 16 The Celtics drafted this guy, Len Bias, who was like the number two pick in the draft that year. And he was this guy who was going to be like our best player. And he overdosed on cocaine two days later. And that like legitimately scared me from drugs after that. Really? It had like a profound effect on me. How old were you? I was 16. Wow. I was even afraid to try pot for a while. That's why I realized eventually like pot's fine.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm into Kawhi because he's like a clean player. Like he doesn't do drugs at all. Yeah, we don't know what Popovich
0: has been up to. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I feel like he's really the best part of this conversation is Lewis K just freaking out that we're just (laughs) openly talking about drugs. Because you just see his brain going. You know, one thing about pot now though, if you're in California, but everyone
1: it's legal here, right? It's kind of you get a card. It's not a
0: big the. uh, They have stores in California for pot where you can buy pot that will give you the mood you want to get. So, if you there's like gregarious pot, you could buy a pot, you could smoke it, you'd be gregarious. You'd actually, you wouldn't be sleepy, you'd go the other way. Yeah. I had
1: an, like, I did at one point, I don't like maybe once a year, I'll smoke a little bit or something, but like, uh, I don't really do it. But there was one time, I think a, a couple years ago, where I was like really anxious. Yeah. And uh, one day I just went out to one of the fake weird doctors you know, who do the cards and I like got the license and it's then I so went easy to get the to store and I bought it and they, I think they were all making fun of me cause I didn't know anything like the two different strains or whatever they yeah. were telling me about. And I was kind of, they're like, how do you want to feel? And I was like, I don't know, just like a little, little relaxed. It was really weird. But the <laughs> doctor was like, when I went to the doctor to do it, he, He's like, so what do you have? And I'm like, I'm just feeling a little anxious, but I don't like, and he was slid this like list towards me with like the conditions that are acceptable to get the license. Yeah. And then he like pointed to the list and he's like, so what are you feeling? And I was like, just a little anxiety. And then he like pointed to the list harder again, and I was like, uh, "Oh yeah, I guess I'm like uh, of a bit of pain too." <laughs> like, I, it's a it's not a real thing, right? They just nah. kind of like have to do it.
0: Yeah. I had one last thing to mention before we go. Okay, I, I wanted to pitch. Are you bored? One. Is that why you're ending? No, it? we're oh, okay. we're up, cool. it's almost twelve I'm, o'clock. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how it
1: goes. The uh, like we went longer at Grantland. I, <laughs> Um. (laughs) since I don't know a lot about sports right or I don't like I used to follow the Canucks and the BC Lions a lot (laughs) do you know the BC Lions yeah Um, but yeah so when talking to me after I did this podcast I talked to people about you and they would say like, oh, he's really good. Cause he kind of gives an opinion that other people don't. And oh. he's really honest with his like take and you don't, people find it really refreshing.
0: Well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. I hope that's still the case. Lewis gave, nice. gave me a thumbs up. I mean,
1: I didn't mean it in terms of like, I like talk to you for an hour. Then I'm like, why do people like this guy? (laughs) Uh, But uh, no, I just, it was, it was, yeah, it seems like you have really loyal following. People really love you. It's
0: nice to hear. Well, I would say the same about you, Nathan, for you. you, What time, when is it, when
1: is the launch? So uh, this Thursday, we have the hour long special called Nathan for your celebration, time? 10 p.m. And then the new but season starts But check your DVR, cause that. it's weird sometimes. So yeah. check your thing. And then a week later, the new season starts um, 10 p.m.
0: September 28th. Great, good luck. This was fun. Thanks, third book Bill. trilogy is in the books. Yes it's our third one trilogy. Yeah, no, yeah. I, okay. I know what that word means. <laughs>